Welcome to the Fabito Rex Musicology in the Carolina Kid Podcast Network, where music nerdery is served with a side of ratchet. This episode is brought to you by Toe Jam and Pussy Bacon. <laughs> Subscribe to the Carolina Kid Podcast Rewired and its other spawn anywhere podcasts are downloaded. Following the Rod and Karen Doctrine, leave a nice five-star review on iTunes slash Apple Podcast, and I'll read it on the show. <laughs> What's up, niggas? Um... So, we on episode two of Fabulous Rex Musicology, and, you know, sometimes I, I take a deep dive into a lot of these musical pieces, whether they be the strongest work of art, and sometimes it's not even, like, the deepest dive if it's something that's really simple and doesn't require too much explanation. So, um, today I'll be reviewing two albums, um, and... I'm starting off with 21 Savage and Metro Boomin's Savage Mode 2, and later on, I'm going to do Benny the Butcher's Burden of Proof. So, um, starting off with 21 Savage and Metro Boomin's Savage Mode 2. Um, so, earlier on, um, I had heard this small EP with 21 Savage and Metro Boomin called Savage Mode. Was I impressed by it? I was not really that impressed by it. Um, and it really had a lot of things that could be improved upon it didn't know that there was going to be a sequel um the album that really caught my attention with 21 savage and uh, metro booming was without warning with offset and that tape made me a 21 savage fan i was like oh oh the lava <laughs> that's chief keep sorry y'all but um yeah that 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 does so much for me in like oh this nigga is not really like an average trap nigga but there's a lot of like shit that metro boomer brings out of trap niggas from atlanta like by the way gucci's um drop top wop that's like my favorite tape from gucci and it is entirely produced by metro boomer he just knows how to get like the best out of trap niggas from Atlanta. <laughs> um, you know, if, if you don't know who Metro Boomin is and you've been under a rock for the past four to five years, um, hell, past ten, damn near ten now. Um, Metro Boomin is a Atlanta producer who is from St. Louis who has completely taken pretty much mainstream hip hop by storm. Um, Twenty One Savage is a rapper who was born in England after we found out that, you know, <laughs> you know, found out that his visa basically had been expired for years and they tried to deport him, which was absolutely terrible. And it doesn't help that it was during Trump's presidency, but I won't get too deep into that. Um, so, yeah, like this duo has just worked well together pretty much since without warning. And, um, you know, 21 Savage has got so much better as far as his technique his flow you know um even his 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 content the writing his his bars are wittier they're they're much more well-rounded um and i see 21 being honestly a much more um long-staying power (laughs) when it comes to atlanta hip-hop and it's diverse background um so you know honestly when 21 savage first came i was like this nigga ain't gonna last and then i heard without warning and i was like wait a minute (laughs) so this album savage mode 2 has so many things that go right for it um 
let's start with the fact that Morgan Freeman narrates the whole fucking thing, okay? Like, not even, not even gonna, like, talk about anything else. Let's, fuck it. Let's just dive into the article from GQ that talks about 21 Savage and Metro Boomin's Savage Mode 2 being narrated by Morgan fucking Freeman. <laughs> so, all right, so here we go. Whatever your fondest memory of Morgan Freeman's soothing, commanding voice, it's a universally agreed upon national treasure that has led to, off to offers to narrate all sorts of things, most of which he turns down. But he says he jumped at the chance to narrate Savage Mode 2 because it represents such a stark departure from the nice guy roles he typically is offered. What happens um, is you sort of get locked into a position, Freeman explains. Henry Fonda was in it. Spencer Tracy was in it. Jimmy Stewart was in it. Even though he played a couple of bad guys, you don't really want to be cast into a mold. But after a few years, it's bound to happen. Every offer outside of that, which you consider in that mode, is fun. I got to jump at it. <laughs> this, is, this is hella interesting. Because the subject matter on this album is dark. And a lot of the themes are more sinister on this album. Even much more so than Savage Mode 2. Or Savage Mode 2. Original Savage Mode. Um... And I mean, we start off with Morgan Freeman's intro, kind of talking about, you know, 21 and, and Metro coming together. And we start off with Running. Running is just a dirty, like, sinister, even just darker vibe that's cast around 21 Savage's monotone delivery while he's spewing, like, really fucking like terrible things <laughs> you know um and to me running is like meat and potatoes 21 savage metro booming like on this album that's the meat and potatoes kind of mode that you kind of start with um in the diana ross sample it's just like strings and vocals and 20 i mean and metro sorry <laughs> And Metro Boomin basically builds around that foundation with sinister piano, and 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 just 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 a really awesome chop of that Diana Ross sample. Like, I was like, nigga, I heard this before, <laughs> and then I hear the dum dum dum. Like, I'm like, oh, we about to be in for one, y'all. <laughs> we about to be in for one, y'all, and this album goes. <laughs> <laughs> it's how I'm finna fly off the <coughs> fucking handle. Don't worry, I don't have COVID. Um, <laughs> so let's go even more so through the track list um, because I truly believe that Mr. Right Now is Drake snitching on himself to a point where, let's just be honest, Drake is one of the biggest artists in hip-hop period right right now hell for the past 10 plus years he's been the biggest artist why in the fuck drake did you have to tell everybody that you used to date scissor before it was cool ain't nobody need to hear all that shit 
Ain't nobody need to hear all that shit. <laughs> this song was going great until Drake was like, yeah, so I dated SZA back before it was cool, y'all. <laughs> yeah, and then SZA had to make a statement. Like, SZA was like, damn, I'm out of my business. Out here high as fuck, vibing off of air. Because <laughs> she just be vibing off of air and, and just weed curtails. And she's like, damn, now I got to tell everybody, yeah, so about Drake. The fuck? <laughs> like, golly. And I mean, Rich Nigga Shit with Young Thug is a, it, it, it's a cool, it's a cool song. Like, the features on here are pretty decent. Like, really good. Like, even with fuck-ass Drake. Because Drake really just has to, he has to let a cat out of a bag and, and just make everybody lose their fucking minds over some bullshit. Yeah. Um, but the stronger songs to me are Mini Men, which has a great like sample of 50 Cent's Mini Men. There was another um, interpolation of Mini Men this year with Pop Smoke. And I think this one as a direct sample with the eerie chords on top of it, it just does something more for me because it's it, it, it's a darker version to me. And Mini Man is a dark song anyway. I mean, this this is the music video was him getting shot multiple times. So, but yeah. Um, and and, and there was a statement that Fifty Cent made. I don't want to talk about Fifty Cent right now. I'm, I'm mad at every old rapper that's over the age of thirty five right now because all of them motherfuckers for some reason have an allegiance to a man who doesn't give a fuck about them. You know who I'm talking about. I ain't gonna go too deep into that. Anyway, Snitches and Rats. Um, the intro to Snitches and Rats, the interlude uh, with Morgan Freeman, is iconic. <laughs> I don't want to say iconic on an album that was released this year, but it has such a timeless quality to it when he narrates such. Some people may see this as common sense, but the way he delivers these lines are just oh, eerie and beautiful at the same time. <laughs> and common sense for some. So I, I will say that Snitches and Rats has a simple ass hook, but the subject matter just works. Like Snitches and Rats, Snitches and Rats, Snitches and Rats, they all get waxed. Like I, I, it's super simple, but it just works. It works. Young Nudie's verse on here is pretty damn good, actually. Um, you know, Young Nudie <laughs> is uh, Twenty One Savage's cousin, and sometimes, um. You know, I like blue cheese too. I, I, I like Young Nudie. Um, as of late, I have started to like his music. Um, funny thing is, typically don't like rappers who are slightly offbeat on their songs. I like niggas who's in pocket. That's why 21 Savage has been so much of an improvement to me because I'm like, yo, his pocket presence is beautiful. Now, you know, um, but Young Nudie, I still think he delivered a pretty damn good verse. Um, you know, and hey, if y'all haven't listened to any Young Nudie, I recommend Blue Cheese, which is hood greatness. Um, <laughs> um, but the sample on Stepping on Niggas is quite the departure. Um, I love how it's sampled from a hip hop song from 1988, and basically the flow that 21 gives you is from 1988. It almost gives me the entire vibe of a children's story, kind of a storytelling 
um hoo hoo ha hoo hoo ha flow type of shit <laughs> like <laughs> like if you've listened to anything that's hip hop from the eighties you were like ha ha hoo hoo ha like everything is like that um until Rakim came and he changed how we flow <laughs> how niggas flow over songs but yeah um stepping on niggas is another highlight like i there are about 15 songs on this album and it's only 44 minutes it is just a really good listen like really damn good listen this might be a candidate for album of the year because of how good and how well it was narrated um executed the production was top notch to me i just think that as far as trap albums go this is probably one of the best trap albums of the year um and towards the end of the album a rip love and said and done kind of have more um mellow or not even mellow it's more of like a melancholy vibe um you know rip love is more of um 21 kind of reminiscing on um bad breakup you know a bad a relationship gone bad um and said and done talks about how you know more of like the struggle he's went through the crazy amounts of shit he's went through and still like here's what makes 21 savage so great he has this cold almost like no emotion kind of (laughs) delivery this monotone but he's still talking about some like really really hard shit like really fucked up shit sometimes um but with rip love and said and done it's still you can still hear a little bit more pain in his voice a little bit more sadness in his voice he delivers this like just immaculately like it's subtle and it's perfect for 21 savage and honestly this album might be really high like on my list for album of the year um so let's go to the rating system real quick because i kind of want to tell people like okay so did you get this you get this you get this so if you haven't listened to a fappington rex musicology episode or just a regular fappington rex episode i have a rating system that goes from terrible to great okay so let's start terrible is excellent bad is hot dog water meh is it's okay milk toast um good is getting them yeah hoes great is breaking the cowbell so in this case i'm somewhere between them yeah hoes and breaking the cowbell but right now i'm just gonna give it them yeah hoes <laughs> i come back to it maybe a little bit later and it might get somewhere between of yeah the cow yeah or, i don't know i said it on another episode it's like yeah yeah them cowbell yeah them cowbells yeah them cowbells yeah let's do that so that's like a mixture between good and great is somewhere in the middle yeah them cowbells might be somewhere that i might fall but right now it's getting them yeah hoes and i think this episode um will be chronicled as something that may go back into the fappington rex album of the year episode because that's coming soon that's coming in december best believe you're gonna see that shit and um right now we're gonna take a break and we're gonna actually talk more about the other album benny the butcher's burden of proof
and we back with the Fappin' T-Rex Musicology, and we're about to talk about Benny the Butcher's Burden of Proof album. And it's really a joint album with him and Hit Boy. Um, it's interesting because earlier this year we had an album with Nas and Hit Boy. Um, and my feelings about these two albums are completely different. Um, so <laughs> basically, let's just break it down because I don't care if you're a legend. I don't care if you're brand new. I don't care if you, you know, you you a seasoned vet that's given all of the fucking stripes. I don't give a fuck if you are a new nigga that is barely scratching the surface in these streets. I'm going to give you credit where credit is due. And I'm going to say, mm, your shit won't hit me. So let's be very honest about this album. Um, Benny the Butcher really made an album that niggas really should have thought that Nas' album would have been. But it wasn't. So, um, why is that? Um, Nas's beat selection is trash. It has nothing to do with Hit Boy and everything to do with Nas with why King's Disease bored the fuck out of me. Okay. Now, I, I was I was bored. Like, I'm bored. It was milk toast as fuck. Okay, that shit was a mediocre album. Okay, and by the way, niggas be thinking mediocre. That means it's bad. No, it just means it's all right. It's just yeah. it's mad. It's mad as fuck. <laughs> and 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 the funny thing was, I wanted it to be great because I was like, oh, this nigga got an album with hit boy. You know the beats gonna be hitting, and he just chose the not as fire beats. And I was just like, oh, it's your beat selection, sir. <laughs> It's your beat selection. Like, I'm sitting here like, should I go off about Nas first or should I go off about Nas later? Because I know that Benny the Butcher's beat selection is immaculate. All of those niggas from Griselda have immaculate beat selection, okay? Like, to be honest with you, West Side Gun, Conway, and Benny all have immaculate beat perception like beat beat selection like they choose the beats that work the best with them they get the most out that they, they, they can out of the beat and the beat already giving them the most you know it, that's that's just textbook beat selection but let me tell you something eminem nas two of the most notoriously bad selectors in beats okay by far and um Benny the Butcher's Burden of Proof is a short, nice, tightly packed album to let you know, hey man, this is what we sound like, like gossed up, gussied up over some damn Hit Boy beats, okay? And by the way, the hip samples like, on that Hit Boy gave us, the, them samples, ugh, fire, fire, and some of them were dirty, but but Hit Boyified, you know, Hit Boy got them rip, like his drum kits are phenomenal, um. But yeah, like let's go through the track list real quick. Let's do the, the the title track "Burden of Proof." Come out swinging like a motherfucking dawn on this motherfucker. You know, I like some of the skits in here. You know, uh, the, some of those skits are kind of like you know them like well, well, Benny the Butcher. Who, who, who else the fucking who else the, uh, this person like a fucking a fucking, like a fucking man who work at the market or something? Like it is it, is really good. He has he has decent features. I won't say they're the best features, but like. Production-wise, 
Over the Limit does something to me. And Timeless does something to me as well. Like, Timeless might be the best beat on the album. I don't know. Over the Limit, real fucking close. And Dom Kennedy on the hook is just beautiful. Like, it, it just, ah, ah, the butcher coming, nigga. God damn. <laughs> It hit me. It hit me. It hit me. It hit me. Um, but yeah, Timeless has a verse with Lil Wayne and Big Sean. And I'm gonna be honest with you. That Lil Wayne verse kind of surprised me. I was like, this is not bad. It's not a bad verse. Um, the Big Sean verse was absolutely just sad. <laughs> it was sad. And the pairing of the two is kind of odd for some reason. I don't I don't know. The pairing of them two niggas was just kind of weird, but I like the song, to be honest with you. I just don't like Big Sean's verse, and yeah, because Big Sean, you know when Big Sean be really trying to make, like, these puns and shit that just fall flat on their ass, like, he tried that shit. Like, like you listen to it, he's like, he tried that shit. Like, the whole verse, you just, he, he tried that shit, and it just never does anything for me. Um, So, One Way Flight features Freddie Gibbs, and oh my God, Freddie Gibbs, I, I literally, like, Freddie Gibbs said... All of what we were thinking when he was doing the hook. Because Freddie, Freddie Gibbs, I was like, oh, Freddie Gibbs only going to do the hook on this one. Damn. And then Freddie Gibbs, Freddie Gibbs jumped on his verse and was like, man, shit. I was like, fuck it. I was only going to do the <laughs> I was only gonna do the hook. And this nigga fucking did the verse. The line, just, Nigga, just read the lyrics that Freddie Gibbs gives you. It's a short verse, but the shit he is saying is fucking hilarious. It is amazing. Uh, so one way flight, you know, it's kind of like, well, do you want to be crying in this in in this hoopty or do you want to be crying in this this Rolls Royce, you know? And <laughs> the concept is 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 funny, but um, yeah, like the sample um, I've heard before inside, like I've heard that sample before, um, and it's a dope ass sample, and um, you know, it work they work well off of the beat, um, so. <clears throat> Thank God I Made It Towards the End is a really good storytelling track. He's just talking about, like, talking to his mom and saying, like, man, I, I was a wild nigga. <laughs> but we we fucking made it. And Queen Nigel, to me, she's tolerable on this track. I'm not necessarily a fan of Queen Nigel, but she does good as far as the hook, you know? Um, And War Paint is basically a Griselda song that instead of it being really braggadocious it's it's really more of a humble song it's more of them going like man i can't believe we made it you know like oh damn the shit went black okay so <laughs> war paint um honestly the one that stood out to me was conway's verse conway sitting here talking about like man i got to meet beyonce and my wife was crying and I didn't know whether it was the fact that I met Beyonce or that I'm that motherfucking nigga. And that's a that's just a wonderful moment. Like you it's humble. It's really humble and it that's what Warpaint is. A very humble ass track that kind of lets them think about like man we've came so far. But um Legend ends out the entire like the entire tape like and legend to me is like that drug dealer nigga that made it out anthem like legend he felt like he was already a legend the fact that he made it out of the fucking hood and 
he was like, well, I was I was a legend before this rap shit, you know, and the beat, nigga, the, the beat, dun, dun, dun. oh my, when I tell you hit boys, the beat, the beats that Benny picked were the most fire ass hit boy beats. And by the way, we, we can talk about Conway's tape because Conway got a song with hit boy. Okay. And that shit, good God almighty, like these niggas know how to pick beats. This is what Nas's album should have been, but Nas is too lazy, and Nas does not want to put effort in, and Nas's ear is is kind of distorted at this moment. So honestly, if you wanted a good Hit Boy collab album that was short, sweet, to the point, with good lyricism, you know, good good features, um, yeah, like this is that tape for you, like that tape for you, um. Would I say that it is the best album of 2020? No. Would I say that it is a pleasant surprise? Um, and even even with the fact that we know that Benny is that nigga when it comes to spitting? Yeah. Um, so what's funny is this is not his official debut album. This is just a, a collaborative album with Hitboy. So, I mean... I don't know. Niggas be dropping mad albums. Be like, this is my debut album. I'll be like, damn. We heard like five albums from you, nigga. <laughs> like, it's funny because Big Crit, like, I remember Big Crit, he spent years and years. Like, he had three classic tapes that we we basically labeled the motherfuckers albums. And when he came out with his debut album, that was the worst album he ever made. <laughs> worst album he ever made. I'm going to, like, I'm a Crit stand, right? And okay, let's 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 dial it back. I'm an extremely huge, gigantic, massive, big crit fan. I won't say stand anymore because there have been projects where I was like, that, that one ain't doing for me. Um, but most of his shit bangs like a motherfucker. How did it how did we get into big okay, never mind. But yeah, Griselda niggas like best 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 believe that from king to a god is coming soon that review's coming soon because these niggas is they out here they fucking out here like who made the sunshine with um west side gun like yeah i'm probably gonna i'm gonna listen to it and if it's worth a review i'll review it um but as far as everything's concerned uh that's pretty much it for 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 y'all niggas you know that album gets a, a yeah ho it get them yeah hoes um and um if you want to listen to any other shit pertaining to music on this on, on in, in niggadom in all of niggadom you know where to go the fappington rex musicology and as always thank you <laughs>